Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ben standing here for another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hope you are doing all right. It's been a few days now since the Redskins season came to that stunning end against the New York Giants. And, uh, you know, it's it's... It's definitely off-season mode for sure. Players have moved on to wherever they're headed into the off-season. And obviously the case for some of these guys, they won't be coming back to Redskins Park. It's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. I'm going to play uh, an interview with you guys with uh, one of the Redskins' most prominent unrestricted free agents and defensive lineman Chris Baker. He spoke with reporters Monday at Redskins Park, talked about, what happened against the Giants this season. He talked about his own free agency as a guy who, this is for him really the first opportunity to to get a taste of uh, unrestricted free agency as a prominent free agent. Uh, he talked also uh, some other topics as well. well. We'll get into all that. And I also want to get into the defensive line as a whole because I think we all agree it is a unit that needs work and it's a unit that's one way or the other seemingly will look a lot different come 2017. Um, before all that, just a quick reminder, you can, of course, find all of our podcasts on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting. If you subscribe on iTunes, that would be cool. Um, you can uh, find there in the, in the previous podcast, had a one-on-one interview with uh, receiver Jamison Crowder and also got into my story that I broke on BreakingBurgundy.com about the Redskins having interest in wide receiver Kenny Britt. Uh, you know, a part of the part of that Kenny Britt discussion was my sense that uh, it's growing more and more likely that neither Deshaun Jackson nor Pierre Garcon come back. Not to say that it's a lock, but it's looking it's certainly trending that way as of now, January fifth. And you know, these are things that I had heard. Subsequently, I've seen other colleagues have similar uh, statements as well. So something to keep an eye on there. And that's why Kenny Britt is a possibility. If nothing else, the Redskins have to figure out plan uh, plan B just in case. And, um, you know, just to get into it, plan B is going to have to be the case on the defensive line this year. Because, look, even if all the Redskins players were possibly coming back, all, you know, they didn't have any free agents on the line. You still would say to yourself, "Well, <laughs> the Redskins need some so, some work." I mean, I you know, I, I I all my expectations for this team were, were were tempered from the start by the reality that this defensive line just was not that impressive. Outside of Chris Baker, who I think held up again, had another impressive year for the Redskins. It was just hard to see where they were going to get a lot of consistent. Uh, consistent work out of, um, and that, that that proved to be the case. Redskins struggled against the run, didn't get much pass rush 
from anybody outside of Baker along the defensive line. But but here's the thing: they are the the Redskins finished the season. They're five defensive linemen on the roster. Uh, Chris Baker, Ziggy Hood, Ricky Jean-Francois, Colin Jenkins, Matt Ioannidis. B- uh, Baker is, uh, I'm sorry, Ricky Jean-Francois is the only one. And, and, and Ioannidis, uh, they're, they're the only ones who are going to be back, at least in terms of like a, a you know training camp situation. They're the only ones under contract. Baker, Ziggy Hood, Colin Jenkins, they're all free agents. Same with Kedra Golston, who was injured early, earlier in the year. And, Boy, I, I'm I'm hesitant to ever say Kedrick Golston won't be back because I've thought that many times over the years and he somehow returns, but it just seems unlikely unless he's just a deep a deep backup. You also have the young kid Anthony Lanier, undrafted rookie. Uh, Chris Baker talked about him as well in the interview. I'm going to play for you guys in a minute, and he's a raw, interesting talent. But it, it's really interesting. Just it's not only that they need. Upgrades, they need alignment. They're just not going to have um, a lot of these guys back. You know, we'll see about Baker. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know what to – I'm not sure what to make of, of his situation just yet. I need to do a little more digging into that. I, I think – look, I, I think Baker had a pretty good year. And, you know, from a locker room perspective, I think he's definitely somebody – who is a respected part of that of the team? He led all Redskins defensive linemen with 47 tackles, 20, including 29 solos. He had three and a half sacks, most <clears throat> among the linemen. It'll be interesting to see what kind of market is out there uh, for him, and and where do the Redskins view him as part of their rebuild? But it is. Uh, whether they, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, it's definitely a rebuild on the line. If for no other reason, you need, um, you need bodies. I, I you know, we, we, people always want to know are they going to run a four three? Are they going to run a three four? I don't know if that matters as much. I mean, they, they, you know, in their nickel package as often as they are, they they often have four down linemen. I, 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 you know, I think this is not some breaking news. To me, they need a a big monster in the middle of that line who can really, you know, chew up blockers in the run game and help collapse the pocket. That's why I know so many people, myself included, thought last year that would be a way they would go in the draft. But obviously it didn't work out that way, and they didn't take a defensive lineman until Ioannidis in the fifth round. He didn't even make the team out of the gate, but did eventually return, and you know, I, I think showed showed some hope, but you know, between between Ionitis and Lanier, that's hope. That's not production. That's not starter for for next year. You know, and, and Ricky Jean, as often as we talk to him, as interesting as he is, he's more or less a rotational lineman. He's not a guy that that um, you know the, 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 that's a front line player. Uh, at, at, at this point in his career. So without a question, the Redskins are going to have to figure out a lot there. Uh, we'll get into the draft and, and start digging in deeper there. By the way, in terms of that, um, up on BreakingBurgundy.com, one of my guys, Manny Benton, uh, he, he came up with a uh, Scott McLuhan guide to drafting. He's gone back over the years and looked at trends from McLuhan's drafts, and, and it's a really interesting 
look uh, at what McLuhan lo is looking for. Types of players from different conferences, positions, things like that. Check that out on BreakingBurgundy.com. That's where all of my work will be over these next uh, weeks and so as well. Um, let's get to the Baker interview. Uh, basically, it was, it was a group of us talking to him at practice. You'll hear myself. I think I asked the first question. And uh, but a bunch of us chime in. Like I said, he talks about the season, losing to the Giants. What, what do they need to do to fix the defense? The impact of Josh Norman, um, Anthony Lanier. I did, I think, after the interview, ask him when he and Pyros are getting together again. And he said it will surely happen soon, and, and surely it will be put up on social media. So keep an eye out for those hijinks. Uh, so here we go, Chris Baker. And, uh, again, I'll be back more. I still have a lot more sound from the, from the, uh, from the Redskins as they headed off into the offseason. But here for now, lineman Chris Baker. We're here with the uh, Redskins defensive lineman Chris Baker. Uh, I guess we're all jumping in. Uh, Chris, what's the? Uh, it's less than 24 hours. I guess how do you process what happened and uh, with the game and with the season? Uh, you know, it's a disappointing uh, feeling to be in this locker room and packing up and you know trying to see what's going to happen next year, but. Uh, that's the position we put ourselves in, and we can't blame anybody else but ourselves. So we just got to learn from this experience and uh, continue to get better. Is it harder for you just because it's an uncertain future with the contract situation and all that? Oh, yeah, it's a little difficult for me um, being that it's a contract year for me. But, uh, you know, I went out each and every week and put it all on the line, and, you know, hopefully everything works out and I can stay here and be a Redskin and retire at Redskins. But uh, just don't know what's going to happen, and we'll see what happens in this. Uh, Free agency period. Has the business of the sport? Have you kind of learned that over the years that ideally what you want to happen doesn't doesn't always come? Oh yeah, I learned that you know the first day before I even got into the NFL when I thought I was going to be a draft pick and went undrafted. And, uh, so I just had to work myself up, depth chart each and every year, and just continue to try and improve myself each and every year. And ever since I got a chance, I've just been able to show you know what kind of player I could be and. You know, I think I've done a really good job over the last couple of years and uh, playing at a high level, so we'll see what happens. I know it's above your uh, pay grade, but in terms of this defense for next year, what would you suggest? What do you think is the key for this defense to take it to the next step? I'm not sure. You know, of course you can always get more talent, uh, get more depth at, uh, at each position, uh, so we just continue to be better when, when other people go down and get hurt. Um, but at the end of the day, players play and coaches coach. So never seen a coach, you know, miss a tackle. So, you know, we got to do better as players at making the plays that we're supposed to make and uh, getting off the field. We're supposed to get off the field and making those game-changing plays in big games. And I think we didn't really do that this year and uh, making those big game-changing plays in uh, the big-time games. Is it fair or not that, that Joe B will kind of take a lot, of, a lot of heat for how the numbers look at the end of the year? Uh, it's coaching, you know. Uh, players do good. The coaches say, uh, uh, always say the coaches are great. When things go bad, they say the coaches are bad too. So you know, it's just a part of the, uh, it's part of the process, you know. Um, at the end of the day, um, all you can do is coach. Your players to do certain things. It's up to us to go out there and execute. And um, we didn't do a great job of executing in uh, certain areas on our defense. But we just got to find a way to get better, whether it's coaching or new players. If you're arguing for why um, there should be continuity on that side of the ball, what, what would you say? What would you say you guys did well that you can build on? Uh, you know, 
if you look at the season, you know, we did come up with some timely turnovers in a lot of games, even though we gave up a lot of yards. But we just got to fix the little things, you know, people being where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and uh, making the tackles when they're supposed to make them, and getting off the field and not allowing teams to drive the ball in those uh, third and long situations. There was too many times it was 30 and 12 when people would find a way to pick up 14 yards, you know. But that's not always on coaching. It's just we just got to get uh, better as uh, individuals and working together and going out there and making plays. You guys make a big move last season getting Josh Norman. Uh, how did that ultimately help this defense? Or what, what for you on the, on the line in particular, what was that? What was the impact of having him in the secondary? Oh, he was a great player. You know, he, he brought a nasty attitude each and every week. Um, you know, he didn't shy away from any type of competition. Um, if, there, if there was a number one receiver, he wanted to follow him and try and uh, take him out of the game. And you kind of need those kind of guys. And, you know, having a, a guy like him um, obviously helps everyone else. Gives uh, gives us a little bit more time to pass rush and uh, take the best receiver out of the game. So he's been a great asset. Comes to work every day. He's a very hardworking guy. Chris joked a couple times during the season about uh, Chris Baker contract extension update you know, with us. Um, how much was that on your mind during the season, and how soon would you like to resolve what you have going on in the offseason? Well, it wasn't really on my mind that much. You know. I, Pretty much always said I like the business, take care of the business. Uh, just got to go out there and play well. And I think I played well this season. And um, I will see what happens. And I would love to uh, stay here as a Redskins, but at the end of the day, I have to do what's best for my family. So we'll see what, what happens and what the numbers will, will be. And hopefully I'll be back. Do you, do you find kind of being in demand after all the things you went through earlier in your career enticing? Oh, yeah, it's very enticing, especially when you you come into the league with high hopes of getting drafted high, and then you go undrafted, and then you have to work your way through, you know, the politics of the NFL, being on practice squad, and just having to try and get a chance. And I always tell people, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I don't know why I'm on practice squad. I just need a chance to play. And every time I got my chance to play, I always uh, did good. So. You know, each and every year, people was like, I didn't know you was this good. I was like, well, you guys didn't let me play. So uh, every time I got a chance to play and go out there and show you know, the kind of player I could be, I always took advantage of him. Anthony Lanier was saying you, you tried to help him along with that process a little bit because he's in the same position uh, that, that you were three or four years ago. Do you see some of yourself and what got you here in him? Oh, yeah, without a question. Though. He's a hardworking guy. I come from a black college, you know, similar story to me, um, but he's uh, a really great player. Man. He has a lot of upside. He's got to continue to get better each and every week, and I always tell him that uh, being an undrafted guy, you know, you're always expendable. You know, they can always get rid of you, so you can't really ever be relaxed. You got to bring your A game each and every week to practice, and then when you get a chance to go on the game, you got to sh sh show, you gotta, uh, show your worth and see how good of a player you are. And, um, and I've been able to take that model each and every year. Um, Brian Dawkins once told me my, my first year when I got cut, um, he told me to have a better sense of urgency. Because, you know, after my first year, you know, I made the team, so I thought the second year I'll make the team again. And I kind of came into camp like two days ago and told me I had to have a sense of urgency. You just never know when you're going to get cut. And if you do get cut, you don't know someone's going to pick you back up. So I always took that model from that point on, and I'm pretty much being able to stick with the rest of us for uh, six good years. All right, that was, of course, Chris Baker, one of the Redskins of 15 or so unrestricted free agents. Uh, he's not getting the headlines, at the same, same as Kirk Cousins or Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garçon, but obviously it's going to be a very important uh, situation with how the Redskins handle their defensive line this offseason, 
and Baker is the top of the list of the guys that if they're going to bring anybody back, you would think he would be the he would be the one. All right, we'll call it there. Thanks as always for being here. Check out any of our or any of my written work on BreakingBurgundy.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ben Standig or at Break Burgundy. Until next time, see ya. You are locked on Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.